My biggest key to victory for the Aggies over the Mississippi State Bulldogs is the defense needs to have five-plus sacks. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to discuss... Keys to a victory for Texas A&M over the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I'm going to talk about uh, why the defense needs to get pressure first, and then I'll get straight into some quarterback conversation. My opinion has changed a little bit. Um, both QB1s for both teams we will um, discuss in, just here in a moment. So that should be a fun talk. But defense needing to get five-plus sacks. I, the pressure... Last week against Ole Miss wasn't quite, I mean, there was pressure at times. It wasn't nothing, but it wasn't quite as much pressure as I think the Aggies needed to get the win. I'm a believer in overcompensating for things you do wrong against opponents that you might not need to do something against to get ready for another game where you will need to do it, if that makes sense. And what I mean is, I don't, I don't think you need five sacks to beat Mississippi State. I don't. But I think you do to beat LSU. And I think continually working and to get pressure, it, it's just going to keep it in, in the front of your mind. It's just going to keep it as something, you know, we got to be getting pressure. We got to be getting pressure. We got to be getting after the quarterback. And I think it helps, you know, I, I talk, say this a lot talking about Coach Durkin. And him and I have had ups and downs. Some, uh, you know, I, I've had ups and downs with my thoughts on him this year. But, there were still a few times against Ole Miss where I look and I go, he's sending three. And it was funny. I, t- I called my dad. We were, dri- we were driving to Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm sitting with my dad, and I go, I see the drop three, and I go, watch, here comes a, here comes a bomb, or here, you know, here comes a, a 25-yard gain. That play, boom, big gainer. And I go, stop sending three. I don't know how you can look at what has happened this year, and you go, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's keep doing it. But point being – um, I think that I think the defense getting a whole bunch of sacks reminds Coach Durkin, like, oh yeah, this is this is helpful. This is a, this is great. So five plus sacks for the defense would be awesome. I mean, it really and it, it's funny. I think like you say five plus sacks, and people are like, that's are you kidding? That's so many sacks. This Texas A&M defense has blown that out of the water multiple times this year. It's very doable, very doable against uh, Mississippi State O-line that is okay, okay, not great, not bad, just okay. This defensive line can do it. This front seven, safeties, whoever's coming, can get pressure and get sacks in this game. So I think five plus sacks would be good because I think it gets your head in the right place, hopefully getting a big win, get a win over Abilene Christian, and then you are you got the, hey, we need pressure against LSU in the forefront of your mind. So I want to see five plus sacks on Saturday. 
I think that, you know, and uh, we talk about things, there's, there's reasons for everything in life. And I, I think that there's a reason, another reason I'd like five plus X. I would love for the Aggies to finish as the number one team in all college football when, or, and all the NDSD when it comes to sacks and pressure rates and all that, because I, we're going to talk about in segment three, a little bit kind of recruiting your own players. And, and that's a big reason why, if you want people to stick around, if you want to keep getting recruits, if you want to get guys out of the transfer portal, show them this, show them, Hey, you're a talented edge rusher. Well, look at this. We led college football in sacks this year. That stuff helps in recruiting. So I want to see the defense put up a bunch of sacks in this ballgame. The next thing I have is a little update. Um, I, I, I don't know if I call it a key to victory, but we're kind of we're gonna mix it in with, with the topic. But a little QB one update for both teams. You know, I was quick. There were rumors early in the week that were being floating around. I think a lot of people heard it. I heard it that we might not see Max Johnson the rest of the year. With an injury, it sounded like it was a couple broken ribs, cracked ribs. I, I haven't heard much of an update on what his actual injury is. You know how Coach Fisher is with his whole L. He's banged up, all that. Um, but so I, that's where I was kind of leaning toward this going. Then Coach Fisher says he's day-to-day, and I go, yeah, okay, sure. I, and so it, it, I still didn't believe. Then on the SEC teleconference that I was sitting in there on, Coach Fisher said that he's been at practice. That, and I don't, he wouldn't lie about that. I, you know, Coach Fisher, I, I don't, he's not going to lie about that. If, if he says he's been at practice, I believe he's been at practice. That, to me, I now lean back toward I think Max Johnson will give it a go. Um, which, you know what's kind of funny? I'll say this. I like to, being the person I am, if I say something that I think was a little, I need sometimes, you know, I gotta I gotta walk things back on this show. And one thing I I still do think Texas AM could beat Mississippi State with Jalen Henderson quarterbacking the Aggies. But I, I think I was over the top in like you know what I mean? I was a little over the top there. I you know, you know what I'm saying. Y'all that listen, you know what I'm saying. I think I should have given this team a little bit more credit. I don't think Mississippi is a good football team, but Obviously, I don't know if you could win with a quarterback who really hasn't played much college football. I still think you could win, but I think I was a little overconfident, so I'm gonna I want to walk that back a little bit. But, um, I, but with Max Johnson out there, I do feel you know very confident in in the Aggies winning this football game. So I now go back to leaning toward us seeing Max Johnson out there. Um, I, I think he's gonna be good to go. I think he'll be out there. Um, and, and, and if I'm wrong, I do still think the Aggies can win this game with Henderson. I do. I just, I lose, I lose confidence, you know, a little bit. If it was on the road and you had Henderson, I would be very, very concerned with this being a home game. I feel my, I would feel much better, but hopefully it's not a concern. Max Johnson will be out there ready to rock and roll and get a big win for the Aggies. Um, and then Will Rogers. I mean, like we can run through some different reports I've seen. So um, this one, this one comes from on three. It was 20 hours ago. It's from uh, Mississippi state's version of on three. Mississippi state has been without starting quarterback. Will Rogers for multiple games. Now Mike Wright has been the main guy in his absence, resulting in just one win over three contests. But now there is hope Rogers can get back on the field Saturday against Texas A&M. Zach Arnett, coach of Mississippi state. gave the latest update on Rogers who's been dealing with a shoulder injury. He was described as day to day. 
but at the but at the end of the day, the Mississippi State medical team will make the final decision. For the most part, it's similar to the quarterback status from Monday. So, um, um, and that's from like I said that that comes from um Mississippi State's on three. So does that give me? I don't. Will Will Rogers be out there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I lean toward yes. I don't know if I lean toward no. But um, if he's out there, that does give Mississippi State a boost. I don't think it gives them a big enough boost to win this game if Max Johnson's out there. I've talked about I don't agree with the way the offensive coordinator of Mississippi State and Zach Arnett's team has used Will Rogers. It hasn't looked like Will Rogers that we know and love. Um, and I do like Will Rogers. I'm, I'm a Will Rogers fan. But, you know, I don't. So I still think with a healthy Max Johnson playing in Kyle Field, you take down um you take down the um playing oh um yeah playing at Kyle Field with Max Johnson out there I think you take down the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I do I, I think that um even with Will Rogers out there so that's gonna be interesting but it sounds like there's a there's a good shot QB1 plays for AM and there's a chance QB1 goes for Mississippi State I'll keep you updated. The more I know, I'll, I'll put stuff out on the show's Twitter, my Twitter, and the comments of the show. So we'll keep you updated on that. Um, the last key to victory I have here in segment one is the secondary needs to hold Mississippi State under 150 passing yards. Now, that sound, some might say that's like a really tall ask. Well, let's pull up Mississippi State's uh, games this year. And let's talk about where do we fall? Is that going to be hard to do? So in the win over Arkansas, where they won that riveting game seven to three, Mike Wright had 85 passing yards in the Auburn game. Mike Wright had 160 passing yards in the Kentucky game. Max Wright had 78 passing yards. And then they put in another quarterback who had 67 for a total of 145 passing yards. So that's kind of where they're at. Now let's go back to a game where, where Will Rogers is out there uh, against LSU where they lost 41-14, 103 passing yards. Then um, I think he went down in the Western Michigan game. So Will Rogers in the Alabama game, 107 passing yards. You're getting what I'm saying. Even though I think Will Rogers is a good quarterback, I, I do. I don't think the system fits him well. And – I think that this secondary has got to hold Mississippi State under a buck fifty passing. That would be great, and and it's funny because you hear you hear that, I'm, and I'm sure y'all who haven't looked at the numbers yet, which like kind of was me before I looked at them, were like 150. That's like, I mean, everybody's able to throw for 150. Well, Mississippi State has not a whole bunch this year, so that is something to pay attention to. I think it'd be great if the secondary could hold down this Mississippi State passing attack and try and make them beat you at the run, and I don't think they can do that. I think that's going to be uh, the way you win this game on defense. We are going to talk about why you can't have a whole bunch of penalties, some turnovers, what we want to see from the running game, and why you need to force feed Denia Smith. We'll do all that coming up right here at Locked on Aggies. First, we have got to talk about our wonderful friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers 
roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts guaranteed for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. So back to some keys to victory for the Aggies against the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I have here limit the penalties. I think if, you know, five, four, five penalties, maybe even six, I'd be I'd be okay with that. Let's look at at the Aggies penalty numbers over the year. It, you know, it's been a team where penalties have definitely at times been a problem. So let's pull up against Ole Miss. The Aggies had eight uh, nine penalties for seventy three yards. Against South Carolina, the Aggies had. Two penalties. Wow. I didn't realize they were they were that good penalty was. Two penalties there, so that's a good game. Against Tennessee, 11 penalties for 90 yards. You get the theme. I won't go through every game. You get the theme I'm saying. So a couple good games penalty-wise. Well, one, I guess. I didn't go through the whole thing, but it's great. But penalties, there's two things, and I, and, and I have these things I have these things mixed up, um, together here. And, and these are two things that lead to upsets. This game, I haven't looked at the line, but I will pull that up now because now I'm curious, and today is a Friday show. The line is 18 and a half points. That line gives me confidence that Max Johnson is going to be out there playing because I don't think it would, would be quite that if Max Johnson wasn't going to play. But um, I want to rope these two things in together, and that's the five or less penalties and then no turnovers on offense. This... um. You just don't want to give a team like this opportunities to have hope, opportunities to stick around. You want the second half team to go out there and be like, okay, we have a couple more games left on the schedule, and then that is it. We can go home, be done with this thing. So turning the football over a whole bunch leads to that. Uh, create a lot of penalties, holdings, pass interference, uh, holdings and pass interferences on defense, then on offense, holding penalties, false starts, Things like that is what, you know, stall drives on offense, keep them going on defense. Penalties let a team stay around in the football game, so do turnovers, limit them. If you have five or less penalties in this in this game and don't turn it over, I think the Aggies should win this one. I almost want to say with ease, I do. I don't, you know, y'all, I, admit, I mean, someone commented this, and it's a good point. The Aggies need to show up. The Aggies have got to show up. There's no question about that. You've got to show up and play football but this is a bad team that the Aggies should beat if they go out and play a good, solid football game. So those two things, we want to see them limited. The next thing I have here is I'd love to see the Aggies run for a buck 20, regardless on the status of Le'Veon Moss, which means if it's Ruben Owens, the Mario Daniels, if Le'Veon Moss is out there, I would love to see, and I don't know, maybe he'll get ruled out at some point. So I'm, when I'm recording this, I'll update you all if that happens. But as of now, I haven't seen that. Um, I'd love to see him run for, a, I mean, the, the, the Aggies run for a buck 20 and maybe a couple touchdowns on the ground. I just think 
you know, we talk about you're going to have to be able to – the LSU game, I'll tell you this right now, that is going to be a gunslinging game for Max Johnson. It, it is not going to be a game where I'm worried about – I don't care what you do running the football in that game because you're going to have to throw it to win that one. So, in the end of the day, that's what's going to matter. Um, so, but in this ball game, I'd like to see you be able to run the football just because we want to pad some stats here, which will help with recruiting your own team, which will help with recruiting transfers. You want to see, you know, good numbers in the rush rushing attack. So I'd like to see the, the, the fellas, Amari Daniels and Le'Veon Moss, or, or um, Ruben Owens, Le'Veon Moss if he's out there, but um, run for a buck 20 in this game. Maybe, maybe a buck 40, something great. I mean, I'd love to see a game where the Aggies just run the football well take some pressure off Max Johnson. He doesn't have to get hit all game long because even if Max Johnson is healthy, like it plays, he's still, I don't think a hundred percent. So especially, like I said, I'm pretty confident the injuries in the rib area, in the, in the, you know, chest. So we need to keep him healthy, keep him safe and make sure that the offensive line isn't let him letting him get hammered all game long because, you know, the Texas, uh, the Mississippi state defensive line knows that knows what he's dealing with. So they're going to want to get after him. Um, so we'd love to see the running game do that. The next thing I have here is don't miss a field goal. Now, once again, I'm not taking this. This is not a shot at Randy for the Ole Miss game. Not one of, but um, I do think this is gonna be a game where I don't think it's gonna be crazy high scoring. I think you know I, I, this is one where I think, and I'll give my I'll give his core prediction at the very end. But um, I think well, I'll go ahead and give it because we're gonna talk about something different in segment three. I think that the Aggies win this game 28-10. So, I mean, and I got touchdowns here, but point is don't miss field goals in this game. I just, that's, don't, once again, those are the little things that can give a team momentum. First drive of the game, right? You drive it down, you stall, ah, let's kick a field goal. You miss it. That's just a little bit of momentum to Mississippi State, and you don't want to give them momentum. You don't want to give underdogs momentum. And that's what we talked about, penalties, turnovers, missed field goals, missed opportunities to score points. That gives teams hope. That gives teams momentum. Don't let them have it. I have um, succeed in the red zone. Want to see t- now? Uh, kind of funny because we talk about don't miss field goals. I want to see touchdowns, not field goals. I only want to see Randy running out there for like forty-five plus yarders and extra points. I don't want to see him out there for 30, 35 yard field goals. I just don't want to see it. So score touchdowns when you're in the red zone. We want to see touchdowns, not field goals, in the red zone. Um, which will which will be which will be great if you can do that. And then I have force feed Anias. I, I just think you need to keep him going. And we're getting to a point too with you know you can assume Anias is going to look for professional opportunities after this with the NFL after the season. Um, what you know let, let's make him some money. Let's force him. He, let's for let's get him 120 yards these these next three games. Give him um, you know get him two or three more touchdowns. Just give some more stuff to put on pro tape. Because Anaya Smith is a good football player who has who has devoted lots to Texas A&M, and you know I think that feeding him and getting him some last big games kind of feels like when y'all ever seen that video of Gronkowski and Brady's like Tom, I need one more pass to get my bonus for a million. It's like that's what we need to do for Anaya. Feed him the ball, feed him, um, you know, get the football to him, let him score some touchdowns, get the get him some yards, get him some receptions to just help build more and more stats on the year for NFL coaches to see. Um, and then the last thing I have here before we talk about a little interesting topic in segment three is the come on, like, come on, guys. Let's this crowd on Saturday, let's do it big time. I know we're not happy with the season. I know we're not happy with the coaching staff, but these young men have fought 
hard for, for us fans, for this team, for this university, all season long. And it just hasn't been a great year. They've lost a lot of one-possession games, which we know this. I was funny. I saw a stat. It was like uh, top 25 rankings if every one-position game flips the opposite way and Texas A&M's 8-1. And, and I'm like, oh, are you kidding? Or every – it was like um, one-position game slash um, overtime game. And I was like, man, that's – you know. So point being, this season could have gone way differently had a few things gone the Aggies' way. I know we're not going to play the what-if game, but the point is – as, as hard as it is for us fans to be losing games, it's harder on these student-athletes, these young men. So be with them. And I'm I'm not questioning the 12th man. I know it's me out in full force. I'm simply saying let's show out for this for this team. Let's show out for this for uh, this ball game and let them know what we're all about. So I, I want to see a big crowd in this ball game, which I have no doubt in my mind will be there on Saturday. I've seen something in the comments at Locked On Aggies on YouTube. Um, an interesting topic and, and a fair one talking about should we be worried about talented players on the roster currently thinking about maybe hitting the portal after the season. We're going to talk about that coming up right here on Locked On Aggies. But first, we're going to talk about our wonderful friends over at Jace Medical. Jace Medical is an interesting new product that came out they have two different services they have the jace case and they have jace daily the jace case comes with all these life-saving antibiotics that can help you in a pinch help you in a tough situation help you whatever you need them and then jace daily supplies you with your daily medications it gives you what whatever you whatever you might be taking it can give you a year supply of your daily daily medication so that you have it just in case of whatever were to happen I love the, the idea of this company. It came about during the COVID pandemic, and it just is a great all-around idea. This is a verified customer and what they had to say about Chase. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in ha half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with the year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than normal pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. Go check out Jace Medical. It's going to keep you safe, and like you said, it's going to save you some money. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use code use promo code locked on for twenty dollars off your first purchase. That's jacemedical.com and promo code locked on for twenty dollars off your first purchase. So, last conversation before we call it a week here at Locked On Aggies, and a real quick one. And this is something next week we're going to play an Abilene Christian, which isn't you know a crazy fun week to break down a ball game. We will have more of these big picture conversations, and I'll go more in depth into this. But I wanted to kind of put it out there and get and, and get some people's thoughts for next week. So, um, leave comments about this conversation in in the YouTube comments. Give me your thoughts on it, and we'll and, and we'll have a, a more significant conversation about it next week. But one thing that's really important in this new world of college football is recruiting. I, I hate that you have to do it, is recruiting who's already on your roster. I'm just going to be honest with you. I am worried about guys like Evan Stewart, Connor Wigman, Walter Nolan, Reuben Owens. Could those guys transfer to an Alabama, transfer to a Georgia, transfer to an LSU? I mean, if I'm Evan Stewart, and, and once again, I'm not, you know, this is just the reality of the situation we're in. You know, we got to, you know, we got to be completely honest with ourselves here, be unbiased here as fans. But if I'm Evan Stewart, would I rather be where I am right now 
or at LSU based on what they're doing and what can help me best, you know, get myself to the NFL? The answer is LSU. Now, obviously, we all hope that he's going to stick around. He's going to be here for a long time. No question. But at the end of the day, this concerns me. I'm, I am I am worried about losing players, and that's why, you know, get five-plus sacks. So you can say, well, Walter, why would you want to leave? We, we led the college football in sacks. Well, where are you going to go? Well, you know, like you can do things like that. I think that stuff helps recruit players. Same thing with Evan Stewart. You know, I know he's a little banged up. If he is good to go for the last few games of the season, get him 150 yards a game. Get him four more touchdowns. Get him where he's like, yeah, why would you want to go? You had 900 yards and six touchdowns on the year after three big games. Vengeance, stay here. Let's do this right next year. You have to recruit your own players, which is just the world of college football we currently live in. But it's something you have to do. So we need to see um, Coach Fisher. I mean, that's what you have to do. You have to recruit your own players to stick around now nowadays. So um, that is a concern for me. And I want that's what I want. And I'm not going to go crazy in depth in this conversation because I want to save that for next week. But let me know in the comments what y'all think about this. Should we be concerned about some of these talented players on the roster leaving? Maybe some of the talented five-star guys who are still on the roster from that 2022 class maybe aren't playing as much. Should we be worried about any of that stuff? Um, do you do y'all think they're going to go somewhere else? Could they transfer? What what are our thoughts there? It's a great conversation. I just wanted to lay it out a little bit because next week we're going to go more in depth to it. So everything I just kind of said, let me know comments on uh, comment on YouTube what your thoughts are on that and what how I should break it down and what I you know what what I should discuss when I further go into this next week. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Another beautiful week here at the show. I really appreciate it. Every day I get to do this is a blessing. So thank you all so much for tuning in and making this a possibility. I really do appreciate you you all with 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 everything I have in my heart and soul. I I this, you know, I get to do this every day and I couldn't do it without y'all the y'all the listeners. So thank you. I will have a reaction show coming to you either Saturday evening or Sunday morning breaking down the game on Saturday. Everybody have an outstanding weekend. Enjoy the football game. It's going to be a fun one. So enjoy it. Have a great time. Hope you all get to go. If you don't enjoy watching it on TV, have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you for the reaction show either Saturday night or Sunday morning.